When you're traveling, do you ever stress about what's happening back home? Like, did you forget to lock up or leave a window open? That's why we totally suggest getting Simply Safe home security today for top notch security and peace of mind no matter where your summer adventures take you. That's actually such a good point. I think that is one of the main reasons Peyton and I love Simply Safe as well is that I lock the front door, that I do this, is a window open, you can just tell exactly what's going on in your home. Right. And I, I know like when we travel, it is so nice to just have that peace of mind to know that your home is okay. There's also a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras that we've installed. So we have view of our entire house, every entry point. Plus, I just feel relieved knowing that it's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at Simply simplysafe.com slash husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe. With summer closing in, I am so ready to ditch my cold weather clothes and say hello to shorts and tees. But I don't want to just buy what's trendy. I want to update timeless, high-quality summer pieces that I can utilize for all seasons and years to come without spending a fortune. And now I've got a lineup of beautiful clothes from Quince that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, Blouses and shorts from $30. That's what I'm talking about, babe. There's washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less oh than gosh. similar brands. It's actually because they partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. I actually just ordered their linen shorts, tops, and pants that I plan to wear for this summer because they're lightweight, and I'm so excited to get them and start planning my Quince capsule wardrobe for my summer travels. Honestly, I have so much Quince clothing, and I love it all. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com husband for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash husband to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash husband Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder with My Husband. I'm Peyton Moreland. And I'm Garrett Moreland. And he's the husband. And I'm the husband. Welcome back to another podcast. Garrett, do you have your 10 seconds for this episode? Um, My 10 seconds? Well, Peyton and I just ate some really good tacos. So I think that might be my 10 seconds. He's not lying. They were really good. I don't think anything else too crazy happened this week. So... Okay, well, we love all of you. Thank you again for liking and supporting our podcast, but we are just going to jump right into today's episode. Let's do it. This episode um, or this case was suggested by Lydia Carter from England. Mm. So thank you, Lydia, for suggesting this. Our case sources are johncavern.blogspot.com, YouTube, chillingcrimes.com, medium.com, wkyc.com, and Reddit, of course. Good old Reddit. I love Reddit. (laughs) So our case this week starts in Ohio. The date is August 11th, 2008, and 24-year-old Sarah Widmer is at home with her 27-year-old husband, Ryan Widmer. They had both returned from work that night, Sarah working as a dental hygienist and Ryan as a sports planner. 
Ryan and Sarah had actually met through mutual friends, which resulted in them going on a blind date. And they immediately connected and decided to buy a house together after some time of dating. Sorry, a sports planner. Do I don't you mean know. like he planned different sports for... Okay, what do you... I don't <laughs> know. Sports? It just said sports planner, and I okay. literally thought that when I like... Like intramurals, maybe? I don't know. And then he like planned different no sports? Idea. Okay. Just said sports planner. Okay. But yeah, maybe intramurals. <laughs> like, I don't even know what that would mean. Yeah. So they eventually get married and they went to Costa Rica for their honeymoon and they were your so much in love newlyweds excited to plan their future together, even working on getting a puppy together. By the way, I really want a Bernice puppy. Me and Garrett really want one, but we're not going to get one, but we really want one. Sure. So on the night of August 11th, Ryan and Sarah watched TV together after eating some leftover hamburgers, corn, and cheesy potatoes. I just added that in for us because we like food. They watched a few of Sarah's favorite shows and then compromised by switching over to the football games. They're like, we'll watch your shows first and then we'll do the football game after. Okay. Ryan says that Sarah then went to take a bath and asked him to make sure the doors were closed and locked before coming to bed. So she's like, I'm heading up, going to bed, taking my bath, getting in bed. You make sure the doors are locked before you come up to bed. Got it. At 10.49 p.m., a 911 call comes in from Ryan Widmer. It lasted seven minutes. I'm going to read to you an analysis done by Peter Hyatt on the 911 call. He does not analyze the tone, the attitude, or voice of the caller, just the words used. So let's keep that in mind. It's not like, oh, he just didn't, his his behavior didn't sound right. We're not doing Got a behavior it. analysis. We're just focusing just on what he said. Just the words only. Yes. Okay. So the dispatcher says, 911, what's your emergency? This question is open-ended and is the most important question for analysis. The answer is very often telling. Ryan says, my wife fell asleep in the bathtub and I think she's dead. So remember how she went up to take a bath? Okay. Yep. Around 49 minutes later, he calls 911. My wife fell fell asleep in the bathtub bathtub and and I think think she's she's dead. dead. Please note that this is a conclusion and not a sentence. He's not going, you know, my wife is unconscious. Um, can, Can you please send help? I need help. I need help. He's concluding my wife fell asleep in the bathtub and I think she's dead. Okay. Here, the caller gives his opinion on what happened to her rather than simply calling for assistance. How does Ryan know that his wife fell asleep? How does he know that she did not pass out or simply hit her head? Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I had the same questions, but like you said, we don't have the tone. We don't have anything. There's just words. We're just analyzing the words. I can't judge that. So note the order as order shows priority to Mm -hmm. anyone who speaks. Wife fell asleep, number one. Number two, I think she's dead. We look for a request for specific assistance by the caller. The dispatcher says, what's the address? Ryan says, 5250 Crested Owl, Court uh, Morrow, Ohio. The dispatcher says, okay, I need you to calm down for me. I understand the address. I can't understand the address. What was it? So we get by this that he's obviously a little worked up while he's trying to talk to the 911 dispatcher. Ryan says the address again. The dispatcher repeats it to him. He says, yes. The dispatcher says, now what's going on? Ryan says, she fell asleep in the bathtub, I think. I was downstairs. I just came up here and she was lying face down in the bathtub. Note again that he repeats that she fell asleep rather than anything else, leaving out, passed out, any uh, any other option. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he's saying fell asleep instead of, I just came up here and she's face down. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Note the order of priority again. Number one, she fell asleep. 
rather than my wife's not breathing. It's she fell asleep. Yeah. Number two, I was downstairs. Number three, I just came up here. This is an unnecessary um, connection to give to the 911 dispatcher. Mm-hmm. This has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that his wife is what he thinks is dead in the bathtub. The dispatcher then says, in the water, Ryan says, yes. Dispatcher says, how old is she? Ryan says, she's 24. Dispatcher says, and she's in the bathtub. Ryan says, yes, she's in the water's draining right now. I tried to do everything I could. I, and doesn't finish his sentence. Note that this um, is a broken sentence, which is an indication of missing information. He didn't finish the rest of his sentence. He just cut off. He didn't take her out of the bathtub? No, not before calling 911. Okay. Note the topic of the water draining is important enough of a subject to tell mm-hmm. the 911 caller, I'm draining the water. Dispatcher says, have you taken her out of the water now? Ryan says, yes, the water's completely drained, but she's just laying here unconscious. The dispatcher says, so she's still in the bathtub. Ryan says, yes, yes. If you found your unconscious wife in the bathtub, would you just leave her in it? Exactly. No, not, not exactly. <laughs> I'd leave you in it. Exactly. You would take her, that would be I the would first take you thing out. you would do, I would think. A hundred percent. Dispatcher says, okay, okay. So what, you drained the water out of the bathtub? Ryan says, yes. Dispatcher says, how long was she in the bathtub? Ryan says, I, I, I have... 15 minutes to a half hour, somewhere in there. I was downstairs watching TV. She falls asleep in the tub all the time, but this is, again, we're stuttering. We're not finishing the sentence. Mm -hmm. We're not, but this doesn't necessarily mean he's lying. I mean, he's under duress. He's in stress if he really did just find his wife in the bathtub. Yep. Also, keep in mind, how long did he say she was in the bathtub? Just barely. 15 to 20 minutes. Uh Uh-huh. Earlier, I told you she 49 went up at 10. minutes or something like that. Yes. And at 1049, he called the cops. That's so why right. in his head was she only in the tub for 15 to 20 minutes if he's really been downstairs alone for almost 50 minutes? Okay. Yep. The dispatcher says, and how are you related to her? Uh, are you her mother? So I think he sounded like a woman to the dispatcher. Okay. Ryan says, I'm her. I'm her husband. Dispatcher says, husband. Ryan says, yes. Dispatcher, what's your name? Ryan, Ryan Widmer. Um, spell that last name for me, Ryan. He spells it. Dispatcher, have you tried CPR? Ryan says, yes. As much as I could. What little bit I know. Please note here that as much as I could, what little bit I know signals that he was limited in what CPR he could do. Also, he hasn't taken her out of the tub yet, though. So he tried CPR on her while she's still face down in the tub, right? Uh, Yes. Thank you so much for catching on. There we go. He's getting it. (laughs) How did he do CPR on her if when he called, she was face down Mm -hmm. in the bathtub with water still in it? He just barely said he drained it while he was on the phone. Yep. So he's contradicting himself. Yes. Everything's really not adding up. And he clarifies that the CPR apparently didn't work because he doesn't know how to do it. That's what he's saying. And instead of saying, no, can you help me? No, can you do this? He's saying, what little bit I know, as in, but it might not have worked. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it didn't work. Something like that. Yeah. So Ryan says, is somebody coming? We know that this is not a call for specific help for the victim. He's just asking, is somebody coming? Uh Like, are you sending someone? The dispatcher says, yeah, they're on their way, Ryan. There's no way you can get her out of the bathtub. Ryan says, I can try, but I have to set the phone down. 
The dispatcher says, go and get her out of the bathtub and get her on a flat surface. Ryan says, okay, okay, I'm dropping the phone. And the phone is put down at this point. Ryan says she's on a flat surface. Dispatcher says, what's that? Ryan is yelling to the phone. So that's Mm -hmm. why he can't hear very well. She's on a flat surface. Dispatcher says, okay, go ahead and get back to doing CPR. Try to do CPR. They'll be there in a little bit. Okay. Ryan says, okay. Dispatcher says, is your doors locked? unlocked. Ryan says, no. Dispatcher says, are you using, okay, run and unlock the doors. So when they get there, they can come in. Okay. Ryan says, okay, they're unlocked. Now the dispatcher says, okay. Ryan says, we're dot, dot, dot. I'm upstairs. Once again, this is a broken Uh, sentence. Why is he, why is he changing? And like I said, this could be just because his mind is boggled. Well, also we're, he's still technically with his wife. So there's a lot going on. A dispatcher says you're upstairs. Ryan says, yeah, the dispatcher just kind of at this point says, um, how many, like, are you in the bathroom? Is there a bathroom downstairs mm-hmm. trying to pinpoint where to tell, um, the, the responders to go. And then the dispatcher says, Ryan, put the phone down and try CPR for me. Okay. Um, Ryan says, okay, come on, baby, come on. And then okay. the phone ends essentially. So Ryan's cell phone shows that this call was almost seven minutes before his cell phone hung up while he was trying to do CPR. Okay. There are enough red flags in this call that indicate that he withheld critical information. The red flags in this call basically indicate that an investigation is warranted. It took 29 seconds to empty the tub and lift Sarah from it. Wow, that's a long time. I feel like I'm not the strongest person in the world, but if I needed to get out of the tub, it probably would have taken five seconds. It took 29 seconds to drain the tub. Okay. From the time he said, I'm draining the tub. And from the time that he said, I I'm thought lifting. you said take her in. Yes. Yes. Got it. So from the time he drains it to lifting her out is 29 seconds. This is a going to be a big deal in this case, because I don't know about you, but my tub does, does not, not drain, drain in 29 in, seconds. Well, not even that because he lifts her out by 29. So what? Yes. 10 to 15 seconds, mm-hmm. a full tub that someone was bathing in drains. Yep. I, I'm an expert bather. Okay. I bath it's morning true. and night. Peyton. If there's one thing to know about Peyton, she <laughs> loves bathing. Yeah, I love loves taking baths. It. And yeah, it's just my thing. And I'm telling you that it never drains that fast. I I have bathed in so many bathtubs and I have never met one yet who drains that fast. Peyton could be a bathtub seller, 100%. <laughs> I know whenever Garrett's like, oh, I'm looking at cool cars. I'm like, oh, I guess I could look at cool bathtubs or something, <laughs> but... So when police arrive only six minutes after Ryan made the 911 call, they found Sarah lying naked in her and Ryan's bedroom. She was on the floor. Police did make note of the fact that Sarah's body was warm and dry. Only her hair was wet. So like you just said, obviously the bathtub probably wasn't filled up all the way. Yes. Police attempt CPR and did notice the foam coming out of Sarah's mouth that is consistent with drowning. Paramedics arrive and try twice in the bedroom to revive Sarah. They bring her to the ambulance and try two more times. They spend roughly 10 minutes with her in the ambulance, trying what they can before heading to the hospital. Ryan goes with them in the ambulance. They try the whole time to revive her, but Sarah Widmer is pronounced dead later that night. Okay. 
At the hospital, police pull Ryan aside to ask him some questions. They confirm that it was just them two in the house that night. This is what Ryan tells them. He was watching you know, the football game downstairs and Sarah was taking the bath. This is where that whole story comes in. He stated that it was around 10 p.m. when he was watching the game. He tells police that he was afraid she would fall asleep in the tub. They ask Yeah, why? Why would that be on your mind? Has she done it before? He says, no, but she has the tendency to fall asleep in unusual places. What What are these excuses? Police become suspicious of Ryan very early on. Like the the phone call and then her being dry, but her hair being wet. Has has she done it before? No, she just, she falls asleep everywhere. I was suspicious of her doing it, but she's never done it before. Yeah. Yeah. So... Police are like, okay, we got to, this is weird. Mm-hmm. The Their first trigger was the fact that only Sarah's hair was wet, although it had only been six minutes since Ryan had supposedly found her and even less since he had drained the tub and pulled yep. her out, according to him, to when police get there. That is not that long. Six minutes to find someone, drain a bathtub, pull him out, attempt CPR, and police get there in six minutes and her body is completely dry. Okay, yep. They also noticed that he told dispatch she was laying face down when he found her on the 911 call. Uh-huh. Later, he told a nurse she was face up in the bathtub. Oh, he's all over the place. Another key piece was that the police had searched the house for wet towels. Like, oh yeah, she's dry. Yep. So they searched the house for towels, wet towels. They find none. So she air dried in less than six, six minutes, minutes. And it, that's probably more like four minutes. Uh-huh. They also note that the bathroom floor, the mat, and the towel in the bathroom were completely dry. The only water visible when police enter the house was some drops around the drain. If you pulled my body out of a tub that had just been drained, be so there'd be water. How everywhere. would there not be water all I've over? I've gotten the floor? out of the shower when I've forgotten a towel before. There's water everywhere. Bath, it's yeah, soaking yes. wet. So police also checked the TV downstairs where Ryan said he was down watching the football game and they noticed that it wasn't even set to like the football game channel, like ESPN mm-hmm. or whatever. It's not even on that channel. And so they're like, okay, so they check um, the other TVs and they find that the TV that was set to the football game channel that the football game was on that night was their bedroom TV. Okay. So they're like... I mean, did he change the channel before he turned the TV off? It's not looking good. It's for not him. looking good. So when Dr. Russell up Grove performed Sarah's autopsy, he determined that her cause of death was indeed drowning. According to chillingcrimes.com, there was faint bruising on the right side of Sarah's forehead and a petechial hemorrhage on the inner surface of her eyelid, bruising on the left side of her neck, a contusion on the back of her neck, an abrasion on her left armpit and bruising and lacerations to her upper lip. So basically, she did drown, but she was forced, well, is what it sounds like. She drowned, but she has a lot of injuries. Yeah. With the deep muscle hemorrhaging around the neck and contusions to her scalp, Dr. Russell ruled that Sarah's death was a homicide, which means mm. she was murdered. Yep. He confirms that these injuries happened before her death and were not due to aggressive CPR. Okay. Meaning that when they were trying to revive her, they didn't injure her to this extent. Okay. Um, toxicology confirms that she had no drugs or alcohol in her system. What was he thinking? Like, I'm just, I don't know. Anyways, keep going. Wait, why are you smiling? <laughs> I just, if anyone's heard this case before, they're smiling too along with me. Look at there. <laughs> what do you mean? 
So just two days after Sarah Widmer's death uh-huh. on August 13th, 2008, her husband, Ryan Widmer, was arrested and charged with aggravated murder of his wife. Okay. Ryan pleads not guilty. And at trial, the state suggests that the wording in the 911 call, the scene of the home and the bathroom and Sarah's injuries prove that Ryan killed her. The police had gone back and dusted the bathtub and discovered human hand marks located near the middle of the tub. They used a super glue fuming process like we would see on CSI and discovered a forearm impression on the bathtub along with hair follicles that determined the impression was made by an adult male. Okay. So there's basically a forearm imprint in the middle, like in the middle of the tub on the side of the tub. Mm -hmm. So not close to either end. It's in the middle and they get hair follicles that suggest that it's from a male. They could not determine when or how these marks were made. I don't know. I don't know if that's like circumstantial evidence for me. Like, Definitely I feel not. like if I came in and you were just and face down on the tub, I'd be like all, all over, over the place right? trying, to, yeah. trying to get you out. So I will say I definitely have forearm marks along with handprint smudges all over my bathtub. If you were to go do this exact same test on my bathtub, uh-huh. they would be everywhere because like that, that's just how you take a bath. Like yep. you use your forearms to sit up or whatever. They argue that even more than that, the bath, the bathroom along with the body should have been wet if Ryan really had drained the tub and they pull Sarah out and pulled Sarah out in under six minutes. They okay. do point out that Ryan secured an alibi unnecessarily on the phone with dispatch saying I was downstairs. I had nothing to do with this before anyone had even asked him what he was doing. He mm-hmm. already stated it. They state. Um, The state also brings experts to testify that it is nearly impossible to drown in a bathtub without the use of alcohol or drugs. Okay. Open and shut case, right? Seems like it. When we started podcasting, an online store was honestly the furthest thing from our minds. But now we're selling Murder With My Husband merch, and it's so easy because we use Shopify. And we really do. We use Shopify to sell our merch. I've been using Shopify for years, so it is absolutely amazing, easy to use, so intuitive. I love it. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. And it's great because they grow with you. So whether you're just launching your shop or you've just hit a million orders, they are there every step of the way. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. We've actually tried a couple other platforms before we started using Shopify to sell our merch and Shopify is just the best. Um, I've been using it for years, like I've said, and I just love having control over it and being able to do what I want. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash husband. We're jumping into an ad right now, and I, no joke, I've had this question I think about all the time because I hate getting sick. Do you ever wonder why some people just don't get sick? One of the reasons you can help yourself from getting sick is Armra Colostrum. 
Okay, obviously I had no idea that colostrum is the first nutrition we receive in life and is an exclusive source of all the essential nutrients we need in order to thrive. So what's amazing is Armra colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 functional nutrients to strengthen your immune barriers, your body's inside suit of armor, and the first line of defense against harmful particles from the environment that can trigger inflammation and actually make Make you sick. I'm not saying that it 100% works for everybody because obviously you never know, but all I'm saying is I haven't been sick since I started taking it. Well, and the science behind it is so cool. Armor colostrum strengthens all four layers of your gut wall where 80% of your immune cells are housed. And it's a rich exclusive source of antibodies that optimize your immune defense during cold and flu season. Plus in clinical trials, bovine colostrum was found to be at least three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing the flu. We've worked out a special offer for our audience receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash husband or enter husband to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash husband. Do you ever find that when you're traveling, you can't help but worry about what's going on back home? Like, Again, did you remember to lock up everything or close all the windows? It's so easy for those little concerns to nag at you while you're trying to enjoy your trip. And that's why we highly recommend looking into Simply Safe Home Security today. It's all about giving you the top-notch security and total peace of mind, no matter where your summer adventures take you. It's like having that extra layer of protection so you can truly relax and enjoy your time away. You guys, I know that when we travel, it is so nice to just have that peace of mind. You know, it's not only for when you're home and you don't want someone breaking in, but like also when you're away from home and you just want to know that your house is safe. And that is what Simply Safe gives you. There's a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras we've installed. So we have a view of all our entry points. Plus, Simply Safe was named Best Home Security System 2024 by the U.S. News and the World Report. Simply Safe has given us and many of our listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, you guys, Audible is your one-stop app for all things audio entertainment, from bestsellers and the latest releases to celebrity memoirs and gripping mysteries. Audible's library is brimming with countless genres to love and new discoveries to make. Dive into an unparalleled selection of audiobooks and explore exclusive Audible originals brought to life by top celebrities, renowned experts, and fresh voices. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Plus, you can enjoy unlimited access to a growing selection of audiobooks, Audible originals, and podcasts such as Murder With My Husband. Honestly, I love Audible because I will get into a story while I'm cleaning or driving. Sometimes I get so hooked listening to a story, I just end up finding new places to clean or just end up sitting in my car, which drives Garrett nuts, but I'm out there sitting there. New members can explore Audible free for 30 days. Also this March through May, the Audible sweep you into a realm of intrigue and suspense with their mystery and thriller collection, featuring exclusive new thrillers from their best-selling authors. Their selection is designed to captivate and surprise. 
ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. The defense comes forward at trial stating that there was absolutely no motive. Saren Ryan were in love. All of his friends had never seen him get angry no or raise way his voice. What you're about to say is about to happen. There is no <laughs> way. <laughs> but their biggest piece of evidence was the fact that two days after the state conducted the autopsy of Sarah, the defense hired Dr. Werner Spitz to conduct a separate autopsy for their side this is very common like because he had been arrested this is very common that they'll say we're gonna have two doctors look at this and they pay the doctors no matter the outcome Mm -hmm. so it's not like the doctor really has any reason to motive to lie yeah dr spitz noticed all the same things that dr russell did except for he concluded that there was no way to positively confirm that the injuries to Sarah's body did in fact happen before her death. He ruled Sarah's death to be undetermined, not homicide. Where else would it have come from? She fell and hit her head and passed out and drowned. She, no way. Most of the injuries were to her chest and neck. So that would be consistent with CPR. She said, like if she slipped, I mean, I guess fe- if she slipped and like hit her neck yeah, or, or fell and hit, cause like yeah. she had abrasions to her uh-huh. eye, she could have hit her head there. Okay. So I mean, it, says, it, 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 so that makes sense. It's he not says because crazy. of this, the only ruling take out any other evidence. The only ruling he can do is undetermined because if these, if these happen because of a fall or if these happen because of CPR, there's no, there's nothing on her body that suggests murder. She died yeah. by drowning. Does okay. that make sense? Uh-huh. So the defense noted that if the couple had struggled, like if he had gone in and drowned her, there would be wounds on Ryan, which there was none. There would be DNA under Sarah's fingernails, which there was none. They concluded that the reason Sarah's body was dry was simply because skin dries faster than hair. And they said, they said, if, if she had, if they had struggled, there would have been water all over the place. There would have been wet towels from him cleaning up the water. But unless he, unless he just filled the tub up a little bit and then. Yeah. Or he didn't her, do it in the tub. He did it in the sink and or then put her in the tub. Yeah. yeah. But so they, did they not think of that? Yeah. But I mean, all you have to do is introduce one little piece to yeah. make people go. Hmm. So the jury finds Ryan guilty of murder. They go, okay, ignore the defense. He's guilty of murder. But just a few months after, he was ordered a new trial because the defense discovers that jurors during the first trial had gone home in the middle of trial and done experiments in their own bathrooms of how fast they would dry off, how fast their tub would drain, if they would get water out, if someone pulls someone out of a tub. And this they this is strictly against the rules. Oh, you can't do that. You cannot Why do not? that as a juror because it's up to the state and to the defense to, to provide all evidence. You cannot have your own evidence. I feel like if you want to go test something to see if it's true, you should be able to, Not right? allowed. No, nope. they it, were strictly told not to. Because that's what that's what facts are. Yes. Correct? But it would have been up to the state to say, uh-huh. hey, we've done tests and this is impossible. I never knew that. I would have never thought that it's illegal. Yeah, but it was. And so then he got declared a mistrial because of it. Wow. So Ryan's second trial took place two years after the death of his wife in May of 2010. 
that jury was unable to reach a verdict. So it was declared a mistrial again. So then what happens after that? So on to our third trial. The state can try as many times as they oh, want. Oh, so if it's a so if it's a mistrial, they can retry. What's the you know the time length for a mistrial? So like how long you know what I'm saying? So it's say a, they don't agree, how long do they have to either agree or it's just, hey, we don't agree? I'm sure there's like a a, a book of like this is what we suggest, but it technically it's up to the judge. The judge okay. can say, go back and try again, go back and try again. But Got I'm it. pretty sure it's after like a certain number of tries. If they still can't agree, the judge declares a mission. If anybody knows, let us know. Yeah, I'm I know that sometimes he can declare it on the first it, it really is up to the judge, but I'm also sure there is like a standard rule of thumb for that as well. Yeah. So our third trial begins in January of 2011. This is four years after. At this trial, the defense added evidence that Sarah may have suffered from a neurological defect, which caused her to lose uncon- to lose consciousness. But for every expert they had to testify for this, the prosecution put up an expert saying, no, this isn't possible. So basically they come forward and they say, hey, we think we have proof that she had a neurological problem that would cause her to lose consciousness. Experts would come forward and testify. Every expert that got up, the state would put up another expert to say, no, that's not true. So, so basically you forth, have doctors back arguing back and forth. Isn't that interesting? Very. It's I think been, it's also interesting that they brought in two medical examiners who disagreed. Yeah. I think I always think it's interesting when uh, it just goes to show. I mean, everyone's yeah. got an opinion, I guess. So the defense put up coworkers of Sarah's who testified at this third trial that she had headaches and stomach pains a lot. Sorry to interrupt so fast, but if any of my friends were ever be questions, they'd say the exact same thing about me. Garrett's stomach hurts all, <laughs> all the, the time. time. So he's probably got some parasite that's going to kill him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, they say she would go to sleep in her car during the lunch break. She would go to sleep in her car before she was supposed to come in. Like she'd drive to work and then sleep until it was time to go in. Okay. Which is why her husband said she falls asleep in the most random of places. Hmm. The dentist at the practice where Sarah worked testified that the day she died, she had complained of a headache at work. Her friends also testified that she would fall asleep in the middle of a group conversation. Like they would be out to dinner talking and she would fall asleep. Really? And it was like a running joke that she had narcolepsy, which is like, I can just sleep anywhere Uh, and everywhere. That's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Sarah's mom testified that none of this was true. Everyone's lying. This is not true, but like, her coworkers, her friends, and her husband all say, no, this is true. What? what? I'm so confused. The biggest thing that changed this trial was the witness, Jennifer Crew, that the prosecution put up who claimed that she had contacted Ryan when he was in prison after she watched the Dateline interview with him. So he did an interview mm-hmm. with Dateline in between his trials. Okay. She contacts him. According to Jennifer, Ryan confessed to her at 11.06 p.m. on October 26, 2009, that he had killed Sarah. She said that Ryan told her they fought in the living room because of cheating, drinking, smoking, and pornography habits. That kind of seems like a lot. Yeah. The argument continued upstairs, and Sarah told Ryan that she wanted a divorce. Jennifer claims that Ryan told her that he felt no one loved him, so he punched Sarah in the chest, and she fell back and hit her head. Or He blacked out at this point, but when he woke up, Sarah was on the floor, not breathing, and her hair was wet. So he blacked out because he was drunk or because he was in shock? Blacked out because he was disassociating from what he was doing. Okay, so not because he was drunk Mm -mm. or drinking. No, this had to do with the fact that, and they have proven that this can happen, that someone can like, 
commit an yes. act. It's almost like being in shock. Yes, and not remember that they okay. did it because they were blacked out. And there's no proof of this, proof of this, except for what this she said on the phone. This one random lady says that, she, that he told her this at the third trial. Okay. But he told her this before the second trial. Okay. He says that he blacked out and then Sarah was on the floor. She says Ryan then pretended to attempt CPR when he was on the phone with 911. Jennifer claims to continue to talk to Ryan after he confessed this, but when his second trial ended in a mistrial, she came forward to police with the evidence. So she's like, he told me he killed her. He goes to trial. She thinks he's going to get convicted, but because he doesn't, she comes forward. She comes forward. Although the defense tried to refute this claim by bringing up Jennifer's past history with prescription drugs and the lack of motive. And we do see this. If someone comes forward to testify at court, mm-hmm. the defense or the oh, state they, is brutal. Yeah, They will bring up anything and everything. And that's why it's really hard for victims to get up and testify. And uh-huh. that's why we just hope that killers just confess and plead guilty. Ryan was found guilty and sentenced to 15 years. Huh. To life in prison. Okay. According to Chilling Crime. 15 years? 15 years to life. Got it. According to ChillingCrime.com, one of the jurors in the third trial came forward and stated that it wasn't actually Jennifer. It was Ryan's behavior in court that ultimately urged the jury to find Mm. him guilty. He never reacted when the autopsy photos were displayed or the 911 call was played back. He just sat there. Even after one death, Three trials and two murder convictions, there's one thing that remains unknown. Sarah's DNA will not be released to be tested for genetic conditions that could have caused her to drown that night. Why? The judge will not release her DNA to be tested. So he's sitting in prison. There is a huge petition right now to say we can literally have closure on this case. If you guys test her DNA to see if she has these neurological, how is it not illegal? It's not. It's the judge holding on to evidence. He can do it. He can. He can put. Shouldn't evidence, the evidence in. be released? Med- like just so people can. Doesn't have to be. They'll mm. take it up. They'll keep going higher and higher and higher because they'll keep appealing, saying, "No, this is not fair. My client's in jail for something that we could prove he didn't do. If you would test this." Oh man. Okay. Let's keep going. So Sarah's DNA will not be released. The judge will not release it. Although there is a GoFundMe ready to pay for the testing. Mm. So it's all, it's already ready to be tested. They just need it to be released. And there's a wildly large group of Ryan supporters loudly demanding it. You Google this case. the It's all over. One of the top things that's going to pop up is a group to support Ryan. Interesting. Because of this DNA evidence or lack thereof, Ryan and his team are still appealing his conviction and waiting on answers. Whether Ryan is innocent or guilty, is the justice system set up to correct its failures? Not really. Normally in the justice system, if they make a mistake, you have to literally pull teeth to try to get them to admit it. Okay. Which is why I think the judge is hesitant to release this. If they say, if they release this and it proves that she could have just literally gone to sleep in the tub and the water didn't wake her up like it would any of us. He sat in prison for something that he most likely didn't do. Mm -hmm. There's just too much. What if in this case, and that is the, that's the case of Sarah Widmer and Ryan Widmer. Okay. So, I don't know if I can, I don't even know if I can form a, well, I mean, you were pretty set going into I was, the case, but now it's just, I don't know. Now I you're not, you have to think of the evidence there's though. A, there's every, a lot stacked up against everything's him. back and forth. 
Yeah. I don't, everything's back and forth. For example, let me give you an example. Okay. Um, like, why was he acting so weird? Yeah. All right, why was he acting well, Okay, uh, people act weird. I don't know. I think you can make an argument for that. Oh, people are, I, are yes. weird. I think that's probably like. I'm weird. We're all weird. The people lowest act, amount of. And you don't know what you're going to act like in the situation until mm-hmm. it happens. Agreed. Second, I mean, I think that's the biggest one. The whole tub thing, no one knows. Like, What's just, the biggest piece of, of evidence for you that would say Ryan's guilty? Mm. For me, it would be the lack of water on the body and the lack of water on the floor after only six yeah, minutes. Yeah, I guess considering it's only six minutes. To that, me, like I get the, the television one. thing. I because get him an, saying 15 to 20 minutes, even though it'd been 50. Like it seems to me like he could be like, I don't know. She doesn't normally stay in the bath longer than 20 minutes. He was just... I guess it's hard because I say everyone's acting weird, but it wasn't just it wasn't that he was just acting weird. It's he said she's face up. He was face lying. Down. He, she, he said he com- he did CPR uh-huh. even though she's face down. He did CPR in the tub, like you said. Yeah, there's no way the tub was filled up. I'm sorry, there's no way the tub <laughs> then was you filled think up. He's guilty. I don't know. Or he came in, the tub was drained, and he was like, "This is gonna look bad on me." Yes, could have been. She could have started draining it already before, before she, and then maybe she passed out inside. See. I don't know. I don't know either. The biggest piece of evidence for me that I can't he say. is not guilty is all of the friends and family friends really and coworkers coming forward saying that she Yeah. That she, it was a running joke that she could fall asleep anywhere. And you know what? I but then the, why did the mom come out and say they're all lying? Is it because she her daughter was dead? Maybe? I think she yeah, I think that her daughter's dead and she needs someone to blame. That's not her daughter. I don't I feel like that's a very common thing we see. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with, I mean. I think part of the reason I don't know if I can say what's what is because Ryan's still alive. The mom and the family of her is still alive. So like, I, I don't want to offend anyone, you know, mm-hmm. like I. Oh, it's a very tricky case, but I did see on a couple of forums that maybe the family supports him now because they want the DNA to be tested because oh. that's put enough doubt in their mind. So yeah, also, it's I not only too. it's on it's not only his side that wants DNA to be tested. It's now her side too. You know what? I don't. I mean, even if I might think he did it, I want the DNA tested. I think we all do. I think that's a normal thing to want because Ooh. I know. But here's the thing: load this up so everyone hears about <laughs> it, and we'll get Ryan's DNA tested. Dude, it's or already not so big. And if you are interested, go research this case. I mean, this is a brief summary mm-hmm. of this case if you are interested and you you do feel passionately about it go research this case and make your own decision like i said there is a a, a pretty big group who are just urging for this dna to be tested yeah. even if it just gives closure to the fact we did get the right guy yeah no, or we didn't you know either way for me it's not really about ryan for me it's just about getting closure mm-hmm. for also for her and her family and for her, I mean, she, she's the one who's gone in all of this. You know, she's the victim. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is our episode today. We just want to say thank you to all of you who support us on social media. We love seeing your guys' posts. We love seeing your comments and your shares. If you want to check us out, we do post all of the images that go along with these stories. It's Murder With My Husband. We are also on TikTok. And that's been super fun. We've been posting on there. Also, keep in mind, this episode will be on YouTube with all of the graphics included. So if you want to check that out and subscribe, that really helps us out a bit. Another reminder that our Patreon episode for this month will be coming out during the third week. And we are really excited about that one. So if you want to check out our Patreon, just visit Murder With My Husband Patreon. And we love you guys. And we will see you next week. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye. Goodbye.